here at Christ Community, uh, as many of you know, we're, uh, we're all about Jesus. He's the guy, Jesus Christ, and, uh, and uh, joining him on the outside. And today is a special day. It's Father's Day. And so we wanted to uh, just have some fun with uh, some quality dads. So, um, and, uh, and talk about what it's like to be a dad who's chasing after Christ and, uh, and hoping to influence their children to do the same thing. So I'm excited for you guys to hear from some of these guys. But first, uh, y'all introduce us. Um, I'm going to change, I'm going to change the question up from the beginning. Tell us your first name and tell us about your experience as a dad trying to get your family to church on Father's Day. <laughs> Go. All right. So I'm Daniel. Uh, this morning, the, I guess the hardest thing to, to get together was my daughter got dressed and then she had decided she wanted powdered donuts. And that made a, a little bit of a mess. So just getting her cleaned back up after getting dressed. Nice. And your daughter's name? Charlotte. Charlotte. Very good. Uh, my name's Josh. I have four crazy children. Um, and I thought I was going to get to church on time because it was like 9.15. And I was like, okay, we're good. You know, they're all dressed. And then we do a couple chores, start walking out the door. And I was like, wait, one, two, three. I don't see four. So... I yell out, hey, Caleb, where are you? He's like, hold up, Daddy. I'm pooping upstairs. <laughs> you can't rush that. <laughs> so I got here at like 10.03. I was kind of nervous, but I'm here. But he goes to Christ's community, so it's all okay, right? <laughs> Good. Uh, I'm Jeff. Obviously, that question was set up for this guy here. So um, <laughs> my day was pretty simple. I laid in the bed and... <laughs> and took a shower and got here, and my wife took care of everything, and Reese got a little grumpy, so she went and took a little nap, and then she got ready, and we were here. So, pretty simple. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. You guys, um, you guys are awesome, mainly because of your own pursuit of Christ, but uh, to see you guys parent um, is fun and inspiring for me. But um, being a dad is really tough, and so... Uh, Help us dig into that. Help us see what that looks like. What's your biggest fear about, uh, about being a dad? Well, I guess I have the mic. I'm a relatively new dad. Um, Reese is just one years old. Uh, she's our daughter. Um, I mean, I would say mo most everything that I've done in my life has been working with children, and I've seen uh, the effects of uh, fathers and good fathers and bad fathers, um, absent fathers, present fathers. And, um, you know, I think for me, I just, I just constantly want to be available to her, show up for her. There was actually, she had donuts with dads at daycare. And there was a part of me that, like, I just, I really didn't want to go to it uh, because, you know, I, sometimes we just feel burdened with such simple little things. And we're right in the middle of summer camp. And I was like, I just want to drop off and go. Um, and it was, you know, it was an experience where basically I was feeding my daughter breakfast at daycare and it was crazy <laughs> and stuff. But I was like, I cannot let this be the first thing that she has that I don't show up to. And um, even sometimes when dads are present, they're not active or they're not um, in the moment. They're not participating. And so I just constantly want to be there. I want to be active in what she's doing. And I want to be intentional when I'm there because um, I've seen the effects of people who aren't there or who aren't intentional. So that's kind of a fear for me. It's just making sure that I don't fall into that. It's mm, good. Um, I think for me, it's probably like finding a balance of being disciplined 
with him, but at the same time not being like a dictator, mm. you know? <clears throat> like, the last thing I want to do is kind of like disappoint him. And um, at the same time, I don't want to let them get away with anything. So with, you know, my oldest, he's seven, and he's helping out a lot, which is awesome. But at the same time, I don't want to completely rely on him for doing everything and have me be lazy. Like, oh, hey, your brother needs to have his diaper changed. So snap to it. But at the same time, I don't want to just be like, well, yeah, you can go do whatever you want, whenever you want type of thing. So it's kind of finding that balance of raising them to be responsible, but still letting them be kids. And that's my thing. Um, for me, I'd say my biggest fear is um, thinking too far ahead and thinking too far into the future and thinking what things that are outside factors that could potentially impact who impact my daughter. And so um, understanding the importance of instilling values, morals, responsibility, um, spiritual growth, all of that, um, and combating all of the outside influences, because even at two, she brings things home from daycare that you're like, who taught you that? Mm. and can't imagine what it'll be like when she's 15. Um, so just um, staying on top of that and, you know, understanding my role in terms of how to guide my child. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> thank you all for sharing that. I think, I think so many of us, whether we have kids or we don't have kids or we're looking back at our parenting years, uh, there's a lot of fear in thinking about raising a child up. And, um, and so, you know, I think we can all... Being up here just reminds us that we all have that. So um, you guys are believers. You're pursuing Christ. And um, there's a lot of principles and techniques and parenting how-tos and self-helps, all those things. What I really want to press into is how does, how does being a believer in Jesus Christ change the way that you parent? How does, how does thinking about the gospel impact the way that you love on and raise your kids outside of just, you know, kind of that, Here's, you know, here's a, here's a quick tip, right? Uh, so I think that helps a lot because you can go to a bookstore. Uh, we were in a bookstore um, Friday night, and the self-help section is massive, right? There's thousands of books that tell you how to do things, um, but it's, easy to, it's much easier to distill it into the truth of God's word and understand that this is, this is truth and anything outside of that is opinion. And so um, what we do with that truth and how we, you know, we pray on it and understand, okay, this is what God's word says to do as a father or as, as a mother, as a parent. And then just trusting that, you know, you're in his will and, and, and doing it to the best of your ability and let him do the, do the you know, he can do a lot with a little, um, like the idea of the mustard seed. Mm. So, cool. Um, <clears throat> I'd say for me it's probably just like... Uh, kind of realizing, you know, that because we have that relationship with Christ, we are forgiven, he's given us grace, he's given us mercy, and then me following my face every day, you know, it's kind of like easy to look at my children and point the fingers at them and be like, hey, you know, you need to do this, you know, you're seven years old or you're four years old or whatever, I expect more from you, but at the same time, kind of be like, God doesn't necessarily do that to me he expects me to you know do this and this and this but it's also that grace that mercy that forgiveness and then letting my children know it's okay to make mistakes and 
I make mistakes every day, and God still loves me. Mm. And because of that, I'm going to continue to love you. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I would say, um, as a believer, it just gives your parenting purpose. Um, mm. without, without Christ, I mean, y- you can still raise um, a good child who's grown up on good morals and different things like this, but, you know, it, it still gives your parenting purpose. Um, and then also, since you're having purpose in your parenting, your child will grow up having purpose. Um, you know, my, my thing is, hopefully, Reese, as she gets older, she's not wondering what her purpose is. She's not wondering, um, like, you know, why do these boys not value me or why does uh, something, you know, why, where's all my value coming from? That's something me and Millie talk about a lot is um, wanting Reese's value to come from, from Jesus. And so since we have purpose in our parenting, we can provide that purpose uh, for her that she's not wondering what that is or where she can get it. Um, so that's kind of how we feel in that, um, just, just creating purpose to that. And also, as, as they mentioned too, um, sometimes, and I'm sure you all have experienced too, sometimes you just look at your child and you're like, man, I just love them so much. Like, it, it hurts me. It hurts me so much that I love them so much. And like, um, that's like, that's a great depiction of just like, I mean, she has her moments and times that we get upset with her and different things like that, but there's nothing that can change how much we love her. And like, that's the same way Jesus is looking at us. And sometimes we're really hard on ourselves when we're messing up. And, um, but you know, there's nothing that Reese could do to change that, and there's nothing that we can do to fall from, from his grace. So yeah. just a couple of lessons in us and also giving us purpose in that. Yeah. Pursuing that balance of grace and truth, the fullness of both grace and truth is really tough. You know, John 1, 14, we see Jesus coming in grace and truth, and I hear you guys touching on all that. And I think uh, those are good reminders, like you said, when you feel like you're failing as a parent, when you feel like you don't know what you're going to do next, is that... Uh, it takes both grace and truth, and, and a lot of times Christ is teaching us, right? Like, when our kids are struggling, he's using, he's working all those things together for, for good. And um, so, um, as he's teaching us, um, what's he teaching you through your kids? And um, Josh is like, listen, this one's too easy, like, that's too blunt of a question. It's patience, duh. And I was like, well, fine, then, tell me a story. So, um, uh you other two, sorry, it's just Josh's fault, right? So uh, tell us a story, uh, tell us a story about how your kid has taught you something, what they've taught you um, as you've fathered them. Well, uh, like I said, I mean, Reese, Reese is fairly new to the world. I mean, she, she's a year old, but like she changes every day. Um, you know, I think kind of like as we mentioned before, um, just understanding that love that Christ has for us, um, as she changes, like, different attitudes come out, different behaviors come out, um, recently started throwing tantrums, um, you know, and it, it's like you said, you know, I, I'm struggling with uh, how to discipline and when to discipline a one-year-old, but um, I think it just shows us that even even in those times where Reese is, like, not giving us the attitude or the behavior that we're looking for, um, it, it allows us to see, like, and I had this, moment, like, she was literally throwing, she fell, she likes to sit in her toy box thing, it's a little, I mean, it's a really small square box, and she fell backwards in it, and she yelled at everything that was in that box, <laughs> and she was, like, kicking her feet real hard, and 
uh, she was so mad and she was yelling at everything in the box and then she was throwing it and slinging it and I was just like, man, like I, you know, I do these same things and <laughs> like I was kind of like, yeah, no, I, <laughs> uh, I fall out of a lot of things, but uh, I don't know. It was just uh, in yeah. that moment, like I thought, like man, she is really throwing a tantrum, like. But in that moment, I kind of laughed and I was like, man, like even in that, I still love her and. Um, and I know, you know, Jesus does the same thing when, when I'm in my little box falling yeah. over, kicking stuff. So it's good. Um, yeah, for me, it's absolutely patience. That's, I mean, I think pretty much any parent can identify with that. Um, like, for example, we were coming to church this morning, and my daughter Paige is in the back of the van. And she is old enough where she can get, like, you know, herself all in her car seat and everything but it was twisted and instead of being a responsible mature four-year-old which we all know that's not true um she just flips her lid and she screams i can't do it i can't do it and then i'm like okay jesus take the wheel because <laughs> something's gonna happen and thankfully my you know my wife reaches back gets it all good to go and you know, we're, we're on the road, but at that time I was thinking, oh, <sighs> So absolutely it's patience. But then again, as I'm driving down the road, I'm looking at her, I'm like, oh, okay. I can't stay mad at them for long because they're just so darn cute and, you know, you want to squeeze them. But then if you do, then that's bad. <laughs> if you do, it's bad. Um, I would say, I feel like, um, my daughter's been teaching me lessons before we even knew she was coming. Mm. Uh, we tried to adopt for three years and had two failed, and one of the babies didn't even survive. Mm. And we were ready to tear down our nursery because you have to have that all together and all your P's and Q's in order to adopt. And uh, found out she was coming, and you learn real quick that God's timing is everything. Mm. And, um, and now that she's here, she's teaching me lessons every day on so many simple things. I feel like she was teaching us lessons on, okay, once I'm here, you better appreciate me every minute because I am, you know, a gift. And every time I look at her now, I'm like, oh, you are such a gift. And um, it's the little things like I'm just running to the store. I'll be back in 10 minutes. But she loses her mind because she wants her daddy mm. and realizing how important you really are to your little kid is is. Help, helps you to understand the gravity of what it means to be a, a dad. It's mm. good. It's good. Um, <clears throat> all right, last thing. So um, I haven't met a parent yet who uh, doesn't hit seasons of exhaustion, frustration. I don't know what to do. I feel under-equipped. Uh, just help me, please. I've, I haven't met that parent yet. Um, so as you guys, like, you're, you're setting an example in so many ways, but as each of you have shared transparently, right, like there's a lot of frustration in it. Who do you, who do you look to, what do you look to um, in those day-to-day -day grinds to encourage you as, as a father? Uh, first and foremost, I mean, I definitely look to my, my wife. I mean, she's my partner in all this, so she helps me. Like, why are you starting to calm down? She does tell me to calm down, and I'm like, well, that's the easy answer is to calm down, but just she has a way to be patient with me while I'm trying to be patient with my kid, and it's this, like, waterfall effect. 
Um, but she's she's a huge um, huge rock for me. Um, just trying to do this together. I mean, we're parents for the first time together, so we help each other in that process. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, real good. Um, <coughs> I guess I'm supposed to give a shout out to my wife as well. <laughs> so. Yeah, he set the bar right. Everybody better make sure and thank their wife. Thank at you. This point. Yeah. You saved good. me. All right. Um, now she she's awesome because you know my wife she. Like when I'm at work, she takes care of the kids, and so it's it's kind of crazy taking care of the. You know, we only have one in school, so there's three at home, and that's I I couldn't do her job at all. But um, when I get frustrated, like it's just kind of like it's a communication, you know, like you said, where it's just she gives me, hey, next time try this type of thing, or you know, just in the moment she's able to calm me down. Or it's something as simple as, you know, even if I'm on the phone, I'm talking to my parents or even her parents. And it's just people that have been there before that know. I'm like, okay, how, how in the world did you do this and survive? And then obviously it's prayer as well. You know, if I'm in the car alone, which is, you know, not very often, but it's, it's a lot of times where I'm just like, okay, God, you're going to have to give me some guidance on this because I don't quite know what to do and I feel like I'm lost so it's kind of a combination of all three of those. I was intending to shout out my wife before I'm just at the end of yeah, the line right. so yes, like yeah, of course. but obviously of course. but obviously as from the beginning story I lay in the bed and Millie got things right it is Father's Day so I, you know I was kind of like just taking, <laughs> taking a little bit of my day and just brought coffee in and stuff but like uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of generally how, how it goes. Um, like, Millie, I always knew she would be, but she's a she's a great parent. She's a great mother, and uh, I just feel like it, it came so easily to her. And, you know, Reese is actually a, a very good uh, baby. I mean, it, when you're about to have a baby, everybody's telling you, well, be prepared not to sleep. Be prepared. Like, they're telling you all these, like, crazy things that you're like, man, that sounds awful, but... Uh, Reese is, Reese is actually really good. Uh, she sleeps good. She takes two naps a day. She'll sleep, uh, two hours before bedtime and then she'll sleep all night. Um, but you, you know, and, switch? nope, <laughs> nope. God gave us our babies and <laughs> you take yours. I'll take mine. All right. All right. So, um, but in those times I feel like I, I get more frustrated more quickly and, and default to Millie to just take care of things and handle things. But, um, I mean, without her, like, um, you know, I, I, men are like in in your role as as a spiritual leader of your household, but oftentimes your wife or you know the women in your life they're they're holding all that together. And I think one thing that we do that I love is um, I don't know if, do we do it on Father's Day, but on Mother's Day, uh, all of the women surround us holding hands. And as you'll see, it takes up this entire this entire place. Uh, we do that for Father's Day, right? We haven't, but if you want to start, it you today, know what? Jeff, but but if you'll notice, you'll notice how many women are standing up and how how less men there are in the in the room. That's one of the first things I noticed when when I when we first did that. And I would say if we were to do that today, don't do that just because I've said that. But <laughs> um, it it would be a smaller circle, and um, that just that just shows you how much uh, women in general are the mothers, our own mothers, our wives. Women in the community who are who are constantly lending you a hand as a father, um, how much they're really 
the glue in all of this. And um, that should give you a greater purpose in your parenting is to not let them just default take over. And also do your part as a man. Do your part as a father figure. Do your part in your community um, as a believing man. Um, and so I think they're a great testament to us. Um, and, um, yeah. Good, good. Well, um, guys, I just want to say thank you. Um, not for being up here today, but for what you do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and, uh, and Sunday afternoon. <laughs> and, um, and thank you for loving your kids well. Thank you for loving Jesus well. And uh, I just want to encourage you to keep going and uh, continue to, to do that. And um, I also want to thank all the dads out there who uh, continue to love on their kids. Um, and I think, uh, much in line with Jeff's comment, I think sometimes in the church, uh, we do a really good job of encouraging moms on Mother's Day, and someday, sometimes on Father's Day, we don't encourage dads who are, who are doing it well. And so um, today we just wanted to, to get you guys up here to, to do that and to say thanks, and uh, keep going, keep leading. Um, I think Josh had a closing scripture. So. You got a closing script? <laughs> John 3.16. Oh, that's funny. I, I, uh, I do have some scripture. I have some scripture, yeah. So um, uh, as we leave and as we pray today, I just want to read our, our passage that we're going to preach from today uh, because I think uh, what we're going to see is all these things begin to tie back into this God who is always providing for us. He's always enough. He's always satisfying us. So I want to read our passage, and, um, and as I do, uh, the band's going to come back up. And uh, so um, before I do that, I want to pray for you guys, and then I'll read our scripture together, and, um, and we'll continue in worship. God, thank you for, uh, for these guys, for Jeff and Josh and for Daniel. Thank you, God, for uh, the families that you've entrusted to them, their wives, their children. And uh, Father, we pray that uh, uh, you would continue to keep Jesus uh, the center of, of all that's happening in their lives and in their households, that uh, they would pursue him, that their wives would pursue him, that together they would pursue them in marriage, and that their families would uh, continue to, to be a light in our community, and that uh, these little children uh, who you have given a great grace to in being born into a Christian home. Father, we pray that you would call them and draw them to yourself. And so, God, we do just ask and pray that today, um, on a day where uh, our country says we want to celebrate fathers, God, we pray that uh, you would inspire and encourage uh, the fathers in this place. Let them know that uh, you have a great responsibility and a great work for them and uh, encourage them to, to be faithful and to continue on in that. Thank you, Jesus for loving us, for giving us grace, for teaching us along the way in all, that, uh, in all of the things that, that you've entrusted to us. We pray all this in your name. Amen.